Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Moose and Goose Raw. We're book club, baby! Back with the book club. That's Wait, right. Before, before we move any further, what do you have to say? What do you it, have to say? I ha- I actually have a question. <laughs> okay. Would you like a Twizzler? Oh my god! <laughs> Would what? you like a Twizzler? No. I have three of them. I don't. They're all yours, man. You, you sure? Yep. I'm feeling generous. You can keep them all. Okay. But you, just know that there's always one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Okay. That's why you went upstairs. No, I had to pee. I had to no, 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 no. That was my morning piss. Dude, I pissed for like a minute. Oh, my God. You're like a camel. Well, no, that was my morning piss. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you came like about 20 minutes after I woke up. I know. I wanted to come earlier. You're like 2 o'clock, brother. Yeah, 2 o'clock. And I was like, all right, man. You, said, I, you said you'll be here in 15 minutes, and that was 11 minutes ago. I'm like, no, that's not happening. Oh. <laughs> I just thought maybe we would get a head start. I thought you would have been up. Well, we technically had a head start on this chapter already. We did, but we still listened to the whole thing. Yeah, that is true. But, yep, we're back with the book club. We are on chapter 8. I think this is the longest. It seemed like it went on for fucking ever. No, I, I mean like this book in general. You know, normally people read a book in a day. Less than that. In a day? You'd be surprised, man. People are smart readers. First of all, time out. If you're reading a book in a day... Yeah, you're an asshole. I don't like you. Why? Because it's something I can't do. So then you learn to do it. No. Yeah. I don't. I also don't have the attention span to do it. No. I'm not gonna get into this with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into this with you, dude. I get bored. But that doesn't mean you should shut somebody. You shouldn't talk badly towards somebody else that could do it. That was also a joke. Oh my god. All right. But just know I'm jealous that you can read a book in a day. I can't do that. No, neither can not I. Not yet. I can't sit there and, and do it. You just gotta power through it. No, see that. See that defeats the purpose. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I'm not trying to power through something. I'm not trying to power through a book. I'm trying to enjoy the book. How do you grow? Well, when see what happens when I eat a lot, I grow outways. Okay. Yeah. How do you mentally grow? I challenge myself. I do. So challenge yourself to read more. No, read more and read a whole book in a day is completely different. No. Yes. It's a goal. You set the goal, and then how do you get there? If I read more, yeah, that means I could just I just read on a daily basis, yeah, as opposed to reading a whole goddamn book in a day. I don't even think I could physically read a book in a day. I bet you could. I don't think so. I think you could. The, what kind of book are we talking? Well, that depends on the specifics. Okay. I bet you could read a whole book in a day. I don't think so. I think you could. I mean, look, we'll agree to disagree, but I just don't think... I'll bring I'll bring a book over and you'll read it in a full day. Well, don't, because it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I also don't strive to read a book in a day. I don't care. I, I strive to read a lot faster than I do. Maybe not a book in a day, but... So, do you have, like... Like, for me, I have comprehension problems. I have, I have a severe reading comprehension problems. So, it's like, I need to read, like, a page of a book, like, two or three times... If not more, to understand what's going on. Yeah. So, exactly. that, that's kind of my problem. Yeah, but the only way you improve on that is... Is to keep doing it. Yeah. I understand that. It's just that I don't care enough. Okay, well, then you care enough. Yeah. I do, personally. Okay. And I'm working on a book. It's been a couple months. But that's fine, see? I'd rather take my time with the book. Well, yeah, you learn... Well, you learn more, but, I mean, as I'm as I read more, I'm learning more about myself in the sense that, like... I can't just read a book and then remember what's in the book. Okay. 
So like now it's not just reading comprehension and understanding the book. Now it's like, okay, how do I internalize the book? So now I actually have to study. So Yeah, so reading a book in a day wouldn't really add to that, right? No, but if I read faster, I can get through the concepts faster and then I can go back and implement them. I will okay, spend, but, but, I'll spend when, less when, time on the book. Yeah, well, isn't that just defeating the purpose of just, you're just blowing through the book just to fin- just to learn the basic concept of it and then go back to read it again? Yeah, because when you read it a second time, you're going to pick up on things you didn't the first time. It's like when you watch because a movie. Because you read more. too fast, that's why. No. <laughs> All right, it's just cool. like when you watch a movie more than once. You watch it again, you're like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, you you, you anticipate what's already going to come, and yeah. then you're able, you're able to pay attention to, to smaller things, more okay. fine, fine things. I like that analogy. That was good. Yeah, see? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about the importance of rejection, which I think is a really crucial point. Yes. And saying no as well. And saying no. Just like you just don't, you sure you don't want this wizard? I'm positive. You can, yep, you can take it. So yes or no, do you want this? No, I don't want it. Okay, see? Now I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it over here and I'm going to eat it later. Okay. See? Saying no. It's the whole gist of the chapter. Yeah, I'm not going to eat it either to, uh... Make me feel better. To make you feel better. But it would make me. It would make me feel very good if you just honestly just take a bite. I'm good. Did you bring the pop tarts? Yeah. No. No. You, where are they? In my car. Okay. Okay. You get the wildberry ones. I was supposed to get those. Yeah. I thought you were. No, you said that you were gonna get both of them. I forgot about that. Which ones was I supposed to get? The, I don't know. The wildberry ones. And. The, the shitty maple brown sugar ones. You got those for me. Yeah, I got those for you because I knew that you weren't going to get them. No, you didn't. I went to fucking Stop It Shop, and I'm like, there's no way Corey's going to remember to get these. It was right before the barbecue. And yeah, that's that when I looked early. for mine that was and yours. And yeah. I found yours. You know why? Because they come in a three-pack. I don't... What comes in a three-pack? The wild berry. I don't. I, th- I swore I... Right, I don't know. They probably do come in a, in a three-pack somewhere. I think somewhere. they come with the strawberry. There's strawberry, wild berry, and there's another one. I don't remember which but one it That was. just seems like a god pack. No. Yes, come on, stop. <laughs> stop. We're not going down this. We're doing book club today. <laughs> we're not starting arguments. <laughs> That's you. You're always starting arguments. No, stop. Yeah. Takes two to tango, my friend. I'm not taking responsibility. But, I mean, you should. <laughs> Anyway, the importance of rejection. Uh, so, essentially, I think this, this this topic really relates to my life right now. I think it relates to a lot of people, to be honest. Honestly, I think anybody that just reads this book, they'll, I mean, any book, they'll find somehow to relate it to themselves and the people around them. So, which is obviously unique. Um, but uh, he kind of, in the first chapter, where he kind of breaks down what the chapter is going to be about. Talks about having absolute freedom. Yes. And essentially, it just means nothing. Like, having absolute freedom, you don't have to, like, you don't value anything. You're always just chasing a high. It yeah, it doesn't equal happiness in any way, shape, or form. Right. I, I mean, it may be, lead to a lot of pleasure for yourself. But again, it's it's short term. Yeah. So. Um, so, I don't know. I don't, what do you got down there? Uh, it's pretty much... He compares it to, like, cocaine or any kind of drug where you are getting that very small high where you feel good, nothing's nothing's wrong or anything like that. And then once that high is gone, then you realize that 
there is nothing. There's no value. You have no value when you when you have freedom. Or yeah, like that. Right. So like when you're chasing the high of uh, of happiness all the time. Yeah. You're not really. I mean, you're you're value valuing uh, the feeling of happiness, but that's not gonna build your character. It or yourself. It doesn't. Lot, there's no. There's no meat to the sandwich. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Exactly. Where if you have complete and utter freedom, then you're not. You're not really tied to anything or anyone. Exactly. So. So, so you're pretty much taking zero responsibility for anything that happens to anybody else. Exactly. Which is that could be your choice, but you're gonna find out that not people, not many people are gonna want to be around you. Exactly. And you don't want that. Another thing they talked about, and I love this because I don't love traveling because I really haven't done it much. Okay. But he talks. Now is that is that out of fear or just you just haven't gotten the opportunity? I just ha- uh, haven't. The opportunity hasn't arose. Arised. Risen. Ah, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, but but the um and I haven't taken the opportunity to try to make it happen. But I do want to travel so I can see. And he talks about other cultures. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And they're vastly different. And he talks about the Russian culture, how they're just very blunt yeah, and not in an offensive way. It's just their, their way of living. Well, yeah, because uh, – and he says that uh, he had a, a Russian professor that says he thinks it's the, the theory of um, during a time of uh, one of the wars, I think it was, you needed to know who you can trust. Yeah. So they would bluntly be honest with each other. So they knew that you can trust that person. Yeah, and that that Russian culture is nothing like we have now, at least in the United States. No, not even close. Where he talks about yeah Russians like being very blunt with one another, where as opposed to the U.S., where we're kind of pandering to one another just so we don't offend one another. Exactly. And it, and it's crazy to think like that because it's like, what well, you're just you're kind of just giving into the other person and what they feel and their opinions and their views and everything like that where that can that's a huge issue nowadays because everything is controversial yeah and because of the western culture and how it is it's made up a lot of businesses and and companies yeah because i mean that is the american dream is to Quote own unquote. is to own a business and yeah. and live off of the business because the business doesn't take Pay, pay taxes until the end of the year so, yeah, so you're, you're taking the profit and the money from your businesses and so you want to bring as many people in so you you let them know you pander to them exactly and it and it it what i took my take big takeaway was that was we wear masks we're, we're not like i couldn't i mean i, I like your sweatshirt genuinely right Thank i mean you. there's nothing crazy about it there's a stain on it though i didn't see that <laughs> Does that well, does that diminish the value of it though? No, no. Okay. I think you look good in it. I like that jacket you're wearing too. Yeah, you told me that. Right? I know. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but like, if I didn't like, with no ulterior motive, I'd be like, I don't like your jacket. And that's fine. And like, not to offend, like, it no, would, yeah, no, I don't think offense to that. So, and but I, I genuinely like it. <laughs> that's fine. You know if what you, I mean? If you like it or not, it I still like it, and I'm gonna wear it. Right, and that's your yeah, that's your opinion. You're not wearing a mask. There. You're like, oh, I like it. I'm gonna wear it. Yeah. Right. Um. So I, I, I found that interesting, uh, how he puts that and people, a lot of people say, oh, I'm wearing a mask. I'm really not happy. Like uh, you hear the, the, I'm not as happy as I might be, but even the, the mask to pander to others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of comes with and flows right into dealing with that rejection of what if you didn't, um, what if I didn't like your sweatshirt? Yeah. 
Uh, it, it, it also depends on how you react to, to the rejection, too. Right. If you reject it, fine, but it's up to me, then you have nothing else to do with that. Once you say your rejection, you say, I don't like this, your, your job is essentially done. Yeah. Because then it's up to me to process it, react to it, and everything like that. And how you, like you said, how you react to it will determine how you feel as well. Because if you react poorly and you're like, wow, I can't believe he doesn't like my, my sweatshirt. I'm never yeah. going to wear it again. Or, wow, I can't believe he doesn't like my sweatshirt. He's such a rude person. Yeah, he's such a butthole. He's such a butthole, right? <laughs> or you can be like, that's cool, I love it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can, can kind of give in to what they say and react like that and like, oh, maybe I don't like it or he doesn't like it so I'm not going to wear it. Or you can go the other way and say, I don't really care. I think the biggest challenge is the feelings that we get after that. So I say, I like your sweatshirt. Thank you. You, you go, thank you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. There's probably some endorphins that, like, get put into your brain. You're like, oh, he likes my, my jacket. That makes me feel good. Yeah. I go, I don't like your jacket. Now you're like, right, depending on how you are. And I think we're trained from especially the Western culture, and this is just my own philosophy, Yeah. Uh, but I think we're trained at a young age to look for um, that good feeling. Of course. You, you chase it. You're chasing the dragon, essentially. Yeah, so when we don't get it, we feel sad. Yeah, you, cha- you chase the high of being accepted, liked, that something that you're doing is correct mm-hmm. or doing it the correct way, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, you're doing something wrong. You're an asshole for it. Yeah, right. And then so. you you feel instantly down. Right, so your ego gets a little bit shut down. Yeah. So I think if we start training our brains to understand that we are we are in control of that mindset. Of course. Um, that just because somebody said something doesn't mean that it's it's one hundred percent true. Yeah, it's it's an opinion. It's not factual. There, there's no. Right. There's nothing to it. Now, if you get multiple people saying something, <clears throat> then you might want to sit back and evaluate and be like, "All right, well, is it true? Uh, you know, what are my actions really? How see, how could they really see, affect somebody?" See, I feel that way more with my friends than I do strangers. Yeah, like I I take my friends' opinion, my friends and my family's opinions uh, more to heart than I do strangers. Right, strangers I'm never going to see again, and their opinion is essentially invalid, invalid at that point. Mm-hmm. Whereas, what about having a good first impression? I mean, that's good. But again, that that at the same time, you you kind of plan on having some kind of relationship with that person. Whether it's a, a job interview, um, significant other, okay. or, or just so, right, or, or somebody that you may see again. Like, if I, go, if I go out and I walk on the street of New York City, yeah. what are the chances I'm going to see any of those people again? Right. If someone says, I don't like your sweatshirt fine what the fuck do i care <laughs> or if i'm wearing a suit i don't like the fucking suit you're wearing fine i don't care but if i'm going into a job interview right. then that's different because i want to be associated with that that person or company that i'm going to value what they say to right. a certain extent right okay so i think that's a good point uh he talks about dealing with rejection uh he says life is empty and meaningless all right, and it gives us nothing. He doesn't say this. I wrote this down in my own <laughs> words. But he said life life is empty and meaningless, and it gives us nothing uh, to live for. Right, so if you have an empty and, and not not in like a negative manner, yeah, right, it, it sounds negative, right? But again, this this has to do with meaning. But if my life is just empty and it's meaningless, what do I have to live for? Nothing. Nothing, and not not saying like <clears throat> I 
I'm gonna like go kill myself, but like I'm literally I have nothing to live for. Yeah, I'm just going through life. Yeah, you know, I'm just walking, strutting through life. So I think it's really important to choose your values wisely, and to do that, he talks about if I value X, I have to um, uh, like devalue. Yeah, devalue like non-X. So like if I value friends. Yeah. I have to make sure I stand up for my friends if they're, yeah. you know, I have to not value, you know, Absolutely. people that are against my friends. Mm-hmm. If I value, um, you know, my my appearance, I don't know, I don't know. That was a bad one. Don't go <laughs> off that one. <laughs> don't value appearance. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so uh, rejection is a por- very very important skill to learn in life. So dealing with it and also giving it. Yeah. So when you essentially give. You essentially give a fuck to value, and to value, you got to reject other values, is what, pretty much what you said. Yep, you said, you, you said you, great. You have to just reject other values that you have mm-hmm. for the values that you feel are stronger, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, and that's going to change between, so, and I think that's where disagreements happen. Of course. Where, like, people will be like, oh, I value this. Yeah. And then that's where the, the like, you talked about the um, in the beginning where like people take offense to things. Yeah, it's, it's their the value thing. is just different than mine, and that's fine. And and in the same process, if you can't reject anything, then you're nobody. Essentially, you ha- you have to learn how to reject, thi- like reject people, their philosophies, their ways of life. That's fine. It doesn't have to match yours at all, but you have to respect it for what it is. But if you can't reject anything or anyone, mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing? Th- then you're just a yes man, and nobody likes that. Well, a lot of people like the the, the yes man because they're just yes everything. You know? Exactly, but they'll they, get they, taken advantage of. So it's important to one hundred percent to know the the separation. Because I'm I'm a I'm a big yes man. Um, somebody uh, another influencer that I follow is um, talks about being having like a disagreeable person and an agreeable person. Okay. And disagreeable or uh, somebody that really knows their value, like what they value, right? And sure. oftentimes will uh, deny things or say like, no, I won't do that or why should I do that? And an agreeable person is more of unless, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm open to that. I'll do that. I'll do this. Sure. Right? Um, but he talks about having a very good, happy balance between being disagreeable and agreeable. I think you need a little bit of both. Yeah, or else, I mean, if you're so disagreeable, no, not many people then, are gonna. Then nobody wants to associate with you. And if you're too agreeable, you're gonna get people are gonna walk all over you. Exactly. So you got to find some kind of middle ground to it, because we we know people that are both. We know people that are completely disagreeable, where yeah. it seems like every conversation you have leads to an argument. Yeah. And you have other people that will only do things with you. Because you're doing them. So mm-hmm. they're essentially coming just because of you. Right. So just be be an original. D- do what you feel is best, but just know that you do have to reject people at times. And people are going to reject you as well. Mm-hmm. How you react to that is is what you're ba- is what you're built on, essentially. Yeah, and, and also it comes down to your values, too. Yeah. Somebody says something that you don't agree with, you'll... I mean, it's good to, to go back and go, okay, they didn't agree with this. If it really hurt your feelings, look back and be like, okay, why 
do I feel this? What am I valuing that makes me feel this way? Yeah. Because you're feeling that that emotion because you value something. And what you're valuing uh, in your mind might be not what you think it is. Sure. Right? So if somebody doesn't do something for you. Yeah. And you get frustrated with that person. Like, okay, well, you're valuing yourself over the relationship. Yeah. Right? And, and usually um, when people don't reject you or 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 they disagree with you that means they i'm sorry when they reject you or they agree with you that means they're comfortable with the situation that you're in that they're in mm-hmm. so say if you and i are friends and you have a strong view on something yeah say um i don't know the sun is yellow Roll. right so i can disagree with you it's not yellow, though. And think, oh, the sun is purple. That would be dope. That would be dope, I know. But I don't say that to you. I just agree with what you say. Yeah, the sun is yellow. Yeah. But me, personally, I value that the sun is purple. Yeah. But I'm just agreeing with you just to avoid confrontation, to avoid problems, because I'm also comfortable with you. Mm. And because I don't want to upset you, I don't want to say something wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. the same concept. Now, do you think it's important to agree with me in that situation? Um. So. So something that I I was just using that as an as an example. Yeah. I don't really think the sun is purple. <laughs> don't let to fool you. I mean, I I think you need to kind of pick and choose. I think the bigger things in life, like life choices, um, people you plan on associating with. Uh, your friends, your family. I think that causes more for more truth. Okay. Than something small, as in the sun. If if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I think I I think yeah, because he. I mean, he talks about very extreme sides. Because we'll get into it uh, in a little bit. Um, because like. Right now we're we're on the rejection. So for you to reject me in that moment, right, to make me quote I guess wrong. Yeah. In your mind, you're going well. I'd rather save and be happy with the relationship than yeah. make him wrong and make him feel like shit. Yeah. And then make myself feel better at the same time. Right. And then you're now sacrificing the relationship. Yeah. Because like why you're, would, you're damaging it. Why would I want to why would I want to be back with Nick because he thinks my opinions are wrong. Yeah. So, I think that was really impactful and very inspiring. I mean, said that. look, your opinions are wrong on the on the Pop-Tarts. That that's just what it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, but, see? but then I knew he, it. he also <laughs> I'm right. he also moves into talking about love. Yeah, this was I think I could have wrote a lot more on this if I wasn't falling asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I was writing and sleeping at the same time. Yeah, your one eye was closed. It was? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> but no, he, he talks about love, love and the boundaries that you set between you and your partner and how <clears throat> rejection can kind of fuel that. Yeah, well, and this is where he talks about what you said at the beginning of the podcast, where um, even like like happiness and love is equal to the feeling of being on cocaine. Like the studies have been yeah. done, so like the feeling of being in love with somebody releases the same like dopamine high as if you did cocaine. 
Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I'm going to go find love everywhere. I mean, wouldn't it be easier just to find cocaine? See, now you're see now you now you're getting stepping into an, uh, an illegal world. That's true. I'd rather just find things that I love. But can I just chase a high one. anywhere? You could. It doesn't have to be cocaine. It doesn't. Well, that's why you have to figure out what you love. It could be weed. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're chasing a high. But a high doesn't have to be drug related. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, look, not for nothing. New York, New Jersey just passed marijuana for recreational use. That's great. Yeah. For listen, I I support that. I support. I support. I support I'm, I'm, marijuana. I listen. <clears throat> I, I voted for it. So did I. Do I intake? Do I indulge in it? I have. I have not, and I don't really plan on it. Do I plan on indulging in it? No, I don't. You don't. You don't see yourself ever doing it again. No. What about edible? No. <laughs> okay. Off topic. How did you? How did weed make you feel? I don't like the way it makes me feel. That that's kind of what I was thinking. It makes me feel stupid, and I, I mean, get. Do you really need the weed for that? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't. I'm just fucking with you. I, I, listen, listen, I'm I'm as dumb as they come, bro. It may, but it makes me feel <laughs> stupider, <laughs> even more stupider. <laughs> makes me uh, makes me feel yeah, and does I, it heighten your anxiety at all? It does. I get very. Uh, I don't know if it's because. I don't like the reaction of you feel more in your body or the stimulation mm-hmm. in your body, but my heart, uh, my heart gets, uh, starts to beat a lot faster and I get very nervous, like paranoia. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, you, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah, and I like I, I've had a couple bad experiences with it. Um, maybe you should just move the crystal meth. What are you? What is this? <laughs> what if there's children listening? I'm sorry. What do you mean you're sorry? It's a mature it's a mature podcast. Alright. But let's be honest. Okay. How many mature things out there do kids listen to? I don't think a lot. Nowadays. Play. Oh I, I mean I was playing GTA when I was Dude. When I was a a wee lad, I was putting A wee in, lad. I was putting in the cheat code for a tank to run people over okay. in GTA. Good. So of course. Let me preference this. My mom didn't like me playing that game. I don't think any parent would. Did she do anything to stop me? No. She tried, probably. No, she just said I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's really important if you just... Knowing the difference between... Yeah. A game and then... It not look, in reality. Yeah. I mean, if I had a cheat code to spawn a tank, I'm not going to run people over. I mean, look... But you bet your ass I'm spawning a tank. You have my phone number already. <laughs> you have my phone number already. You could spawn it in any time. No, not at any time. Yes, you can. No. Well, well from the hours from like eight a.m. to like <laughs> to like like two p.m., I'm on off duty. Off duty. I'm, <laughs> I'm unemployed at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> circling back, uh, I really thought it was crazy that uh, love because I've experienced this, and he talks about how this is the love that everybody searches for, is that stimulating high. Yeah. And he talks about that that's not what love necessarily is. That's just a feeling and a dopamine of uh, that dopamine, a dopamine release. Yeah. Um, so he, he talks about actually Romeo and Juliet. And most, most people know Romeo and Juliet. That's, that poem, story, whatever it is, stinks. 
Does it? That that love story is not good. It wasn't supposed to be a love story. I don't know what it was supposed to be. It, uh, he literally talks about it. He talks about it. Uh, Sh- Shakespeare didn't want to emphasize on romance and love. He wanted to show how absurd it was by saying... Well, he did th- He did just that. He did that, but, not, but it was made for... Um, uh, people understood it as in like, oh my god, that's a, that's an amazing love story. I want, my, I want my significant other to kill themselves for me. Yeah, but, that's, but that's think selfish. about, yeah, but also think about how absurd that actually sounds. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself for you, that's, but I'm just kidding. I didn't. I failed at communicating that I'm not actually gonna kill myself, yeah. right? Because I don't know <laughs> communication skills. Yeah. And then you, you find out, and then you actually kill yourself. Just, th- just thinking about Romeo and Juliet, it's just, it's just mind blowing. I know, it's, it's crazy. just a mind blowing story. Like, ugh. I get, like, I get why it's. I understand so the concept of it, but, but at like, the same time, it's like, I. No offense, I'm not gonna kill myself for anybody. Exactly. Nobody. N- nobody. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. It's not, man. And if if you if you if somebody had told me that they were gonna do that for me, thank you. But also, don't do that. You need to love yourself enough not to do that. Yes, because be then like, you're gonna have that on your conscience for the rest of your life. Well, well, yeah, but like that person clearly needs to love themselves enough to be like. So does that mean they don't? Does that mean they don't value their life enough, or they value your life too much? Well, it could be both. That's what I think it is. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they can be like, you know what, I love you so much that I would do this for you. I don't know how that seems like an act of romance, but... Uh, but yeah, because that, that leaves you... You're it's, dead! It's like... It's over! It's like, I love you. Oh, I love you too, I'm going to kill myself. No, 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 I want you to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't... I, I want you to be the alive. The other person can't reap the benefits of you doing that for them if you're dead. Right. So... I think it's just absurd. And... and <laughs> It really is. It's a crazy concept, but you know, believe it or not, there's there's real cases out there like that, and and people that do feel that way know that you're you're enough to say that you if you say I love me, that should that should be enough. Yes, that should be more Absolutely. than enough. Yes, anybody that says otherwise and puts you down otherwise, um, you know, it's just like if they say I don't like your shirt, you go yeah, I like it a lot. I like it. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. Right, I don't love you. I love me. Screw you. Yeah. Uh, he also so, talks about the, the two different types of love that they have. There's healthy love, obviously, and then there's unhealthy love. Yeah, I, co- I wrote a couple notes on it, but what do you got? Healthy love is addressing problems with each other with the support of one another. As in, cool. you have your problems, they have their problems. Yep. You're not there to solve each other's problems. Right. You're there to solve your problem with the support of the other person. Yeah, and when I first re- listened to this book, I didn't understand this at all. That's why this actually circles back to why I have to read a book a couple times. Um, but he talks he, he talks about that, and I yeah. was like, wait a minute. I was like, okay. And I missed a clear part where he talks about um, if I'm feeling a certain way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Oh, my God. Me. Look at that. Oh. Um. He says to ask yourself a question, if I refused, um, how would, so the question is, if I refused, how would this relationship change? So circling back to what you said, can you repeat it? Um, healthy love 
is addressing problems with each other with the support of one another. Right. So what that means is I can support you and help you without interfering. Correct. And if I do interfere, I'm doing it because I want to. Yes. Not because I'm feeling the sense of I have to keep this relationship or else I'm going to uh, or I'm going to feel badly. Yeah. And it, I didn't catch that. It's not it's not your job to fix my problems. Right. That's not what you're there for. Right. My problems are are my are mine and that's it. Yes. There's, there's nobody else that needs to solve it, nobody else needs to fix it. It's on me to fix it and solve it. Right. You could support me in that journey of fixing it. Fine. Don't don't solve it for me. Mm-hmm. If you you can add input if you need to, but again, that's that's the support. Right. And if I am going to help you solve it, I have to do it because I want to, not because I feel like I have to to keep the relationship going. Exactly. And I think they, that was like a big click. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then on the flip side, there's the unhealthy, which is when two people are trying to escape their problems through each other, through emotions, um, and it, it it's an often, it's a poor sense of responsibility. Yeah. Where you're not being held accountable for your problems. You're just, you're kind of just doing things together just to escape from your problems. Exactly. Making yourself, each other feel good. Yeah. And that, so, and that's, again, that's that goes dangerous. That goes back to just chasing the high at that point. It's like, oh, my life is shitty, but at least I know I'm going to go home to somebody that makes me exactly. feel, feel good. You're running about away myself. from your problems. Yeah, exactly. But then what happens when, right, you, you experience hardship with that person? Exactly. Where are you going to run to? You got nowhere to run. No, you're, you're going to have to face it You got to face your problems at, at some point. And there was a recent Instagram post that I posted that I talked about this. You can't run away from your problems. Your problems are not going anywhere. No. If you decide to try to move away, mm. what what is that going to do for you? It's not going to do anything. Nothing. Because your problems are still there. They are. Your problems are still living rent-free in your mind. And, and, and honestly, I feel like running away will make it feel worse because by running away, you'll feel guilt. You'll feel guilt. You'll feel even more alone because mm-hmm. you're not going to have anybody with you yeah, at that you, point. Unless you make new friends. But again... But again, same problems will may arise yeah. in that friendship. So, at some point, you need to stop running, stop making excuses for yourself, and say, okay, there is a clear problem here. What can I do to work on it and fix it? Yeah. A person is not going to do that for you. Somebody else is not going to do that. They, a parent, a friend, they're not going to do it for you. I think it's. I think they could guide you. Sure. You can lead a horse to water. Yeah. You can't make them drink it. You better drink that water. If you don't drink I got water, you for... <laughs> you need to drink the water to live. Yeah, if you don't drink die. it, you're gone. You're done. Same thing with your problems. The more problems that you build up, the more it's going to suffocate you. Yeah. You, you have to find a way to solve some of your problems because newsflash, the problems ain't going to stop. No. They're going to keep coming. And that's and that's the thing. Life is made of problems. Like, and That's all it is. And it's... it's I think people are like, oh, life's an, life's an adventure and it's, it's a journey. Sure. It is, right? So, like, you can have that mindset, but also understand that how you look at your problems is how you're going to deal with them. Exactly. So, it's it, like, if I look at life as an adventure, in an adventure, there's challenges that you got to overcome. Of course. As as in, like, you walk your own path, right? Yeah. You choose the left or the right. Mm-hmm. Say you choose the right path. I'm going straight into the sign. That's fine. That's, <laughs> but that's an obstacle for you. That's a challenge. Oh. Then you keep walking along the path, 
and there's a bridge, but there's no tiles to the bridge. Oh, I'm jumping. So now you now you have to make a decision on what you're gonna do. How do you get across this bridge? You jump. You can jump. How far is it? I don't know. I'm jumping. I hope there's a river. <laughs> Chances are you're not gonna make it. I hope there's a river at the bottom. <laughs> you can either ju- try to jump it. Yeah. You can try to build across it. Mm-hmm. You can try to tightrope ac- along the, the fucking ropes. Mm-hmm. But that is you taking initiative. You see a problem, and you're trying to figure out ways to fix it, and then you're taking action, as opposed to other people where they're like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother. Well, yeah, and they sit there like, oh, now I can't get to my destination. Yeah. So Because so, the, there's no bridge. Exactly. So Build the bridge. Exactly. You have to build the bridge. Take the responsibility. Don't complain about it. No. I mean, you can complain about it. You can complain about having to build a bridge, but at least you're building the bridge. Eventually, I, you, you I have will, to build it eventually. I, will value the, I would value the person more that goes, I have to build a darn bridge because I can't get across. Right? I'm, this is metaphorically speaking yeah. uh, of a challenge versus somebody that goes, I can't do anything. I'm stuck because there's no bridge. And I'm never going to get to where I want to be because there's no bridge. Yeah. You're, you're blaming an outside source of it. Yeah. Or it's like you. you had the control. Yeah, we talked about this in, in past in past episodes. Yeah, just be accountable for your problems. What it, what lies in front of you is is your problem. You need to figure it out. And that goes into he talks about uh, like the healthy love, but yeah. just in general, I think healthy period is the willingness to accept rejection and yes, give rejection. You have to. I struggle with giving rejection. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Because they're giving rejection thinking that other people are going to reject them for rejecting. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So, And it's hard. So uh, I wrote down, right, so we have the unhealthy love, which is escaping each other's problem. Like Mm -hmm. escaping your problem through each other, right? And then we have healthy. I have um, the ability to accept responsibility. You have so, to. like we just talked about, yep. Willingness to uh, reject and uh, sorry, give rejection and accept rejection. Correct. And then having clear boundaries. This is hard. It is. This is hard for many people. Yeah. Because if you're living in a meaningless life, like we talked about, you don't have clear boundaries. No, and that also means you don't have clear values. You probably don't have clear communication. No. And, so and clear responsibilities. Like you have you have to have boundaries in yourself, but also yeah, yeah but, but between the two people. But understanding both sides. It's of like course. understanding your values and understanding mine. Yeah. And these are conversations people don't have because they're when in the Western culture they're scared to be not accepted. Yeah. Because they're like, oh well it's not it's it's a part of our culture, which is yeah. strange. And I didn't recognize it until I started learning about other cultures. Um, you can kind of compare it to high cr- school. Like, high school, I would say a majority of people wanted to be a popular kid. Yeah. Where you kind of did everything to kind of be accepted by them. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're kind of not, you don't fit their mold, I guess you can say. Good looking, athletic, sometimes smart. Yeah, friendly or or, yeah. or, or, or willing to share homework. Exactly. Right? I hated that. But I still did it. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, and then having poor boundaries. So having clear boundaries between two people. This is in love, but I think in general, it's it's important to have clear boundaries with you everyone. You have to. You have to because once once the other person starts crossing those boundaries, it's like, well, stop. I'm not comfortable yeah, with this. Then it gets into murky territory. And, and then, yeah, I mean, you can always talk talk through and everything. That's fine. But what do, what do poor boundaries look like? Do you have anything? Um, no, I wouldn't. I can't. I've so if you have, I have down here, if, if you have poor boundaries, you will take, um, you will take on, you will kind of create the boundary for that other person. So you're making boundaries for the other person instead of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? You can't do that. <laughs> well, you shouldn't do that. I think I was falling asleep at this point. You want to know something? What? This was the one question I wish you didn't ask me. Which was what? What are some poor boundaries look like? So it was like the only because I have poor boundaries equals nothing. Blank. But if you think about it, but if you think about it, I mean, that's not, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, sure. Poor boundaries equal a lot of nothing. Yeah, because they're not yours. Well, not, essentially. Yeah, not, even, not even that. It's like if I have poor boundaries, again, people are going to walk all over me. Or, right? Or, or, or don't want to be associated with you. Yeah. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just do what you want to. Yeah. I mean, poor boundaries is difficult. But again, I still think it's difficult because not many people know how to make boundaries. Yeah. Because they're uncomfortable with standing for something greater mm -hmm. than themselves and other people. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of talked about victimhood because this this whole love category is about victim and the saver. Yep. And if you read many books, which I don't, which you don't. <laughs> But even if you watch a lot of, like, motivational videos and, and read up on um, mental and psychological um, health, you'll find that 50%. That's a lot of percent. 50% of, I, I don't know if it's the United States or the world, have dealt with some kind of trauma. Okay? So think about it. The other 50%. I would think it's more than that. Holy shit. I, uh, 50 seems low. I'm, I am taking this from somebody that told it, so I didn't look up the research. Okay, so, so if you have the time. You're paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Um, okay, meaning that people play the victim or the saver. Okay. They feel the need to, to be taken care of, or they feel the need to take care of. Okay. Right, by yeah. others. They feel like they're mm -hmm. entitled to that. Yeah. And really, if you think about it, the victim and the saver, they make themselves to be super important. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a victim, it's like, oh, I'm. you should take care of me. The, you should save me. The, the victim, the hardest thing for them is to hold themselves accountable for their problems. Yeah. They feel like they need someone else to f solve their problems for them. Yep. And that's where a savior comes in, where they feel like they need to solve the problems for the other person. Do you know a lot of people like that? I know a couple. I don't want to say who. I'm not going to say. I know a lot of people too, and it's ironic because I, I was having a, con a similar conversation with somebody today about about this. Well, the victim one. I know a couple victims. The victims I don't really know a lot of. The saviors I know a couple. Okay, I know. I know. I know one or two victims. Um. Yeah. You know what? I I do know a couple victims. I know one or two victims. Mm -hmm. I also know. I know some savers too. Yeah. Now, my own statistic, 
And I hope I don't get, like, you know, frowned on from people. Doesn't matter. I believe most savers are men. And I believe most victims are women. Because I believe... and this you know something? What? I agree with you. And this isn't... This isn't to... It's not a sexist point of view. It's not a masculinity or uh Yeah, it's not sexist yeah. in, in any way. I think if you're looking at... um, I don't want to say masculinity. There's another word for it. But anyway, moving on. I think men create the idea that they have to be a protector and saver. Yes. Okay? And I think... Um, and I think I don't want to say it because it's going to come out wrong no matter gonna, how you say it's it. It's going to come out bad, but not but that it, not that women. But I think it's easier for women to fall into the victim role because men t- have this idea that they have to be a savior. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, I think that that accounts up to when the the woman gives birth. That's my personal opinion. I think once a, once a woman gives birth, she is willing to do anything for her child. Yeah. Men, I think it's the same way. Mm-hmm. But I think up until that point, I I feel as if men, I don't know if they feel the need to mm-hmm. be a savior, but they they more angle towards being a savior. And I think a lot of it has to do with the stigma of of behind men. Yeah, the, the, the stigma behind men is completely warped in, in today's society. Right. It is. Where um, And guys, I, I, I just want to state, uh, anyone that is listening and, and is feeling any kind of emotional uh, upset or agreement to me, um, I'm going based off of videos that I've seen. Yes. Okay, I'm not well educated in this area, so if you do know anything and I'm wrong in any sorts... I'd rather you comment and educate me. I don't think versus blasting and be like you're wrong. You, you're I, but I don't think it's about being right or wrong because because I well, there's a lot I, of statistics I, out there because there's yeah, a lot of sure. facts. But I mean, at the same point, like in my life, I feel like I'll just I'll just say it. My dad, I feel like my dad is a savior. Okay, he's got that mentality where he needs to solve everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. Where at the same time, it's like. I don't need you to solve my problem for me. Mm-hmm. I want to solve my own problem. Right. So I feel as if a lot of men, especially fathers, are kind of like that too. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a. It's. It's. I also think it's partially human nature to want to solve other people's problems. I think so too. I because it's help. Yeah. You're helping the other person solve a problem, but at the same time, it's like if you're being force feed to drink the water, then it's like. What did I really do? I didn't do anything. I didn't make a choice. Yeah. You're forcing it to me. And you're almost enabling that person as well. Exactly. By being a savior. Uh, And I I would consider myself to be a savior. Half savior, half victim. I think I fall into both parties. So if if you're on the receiving end of a savior, then you're more inclined to be a victim. Because you're expecting that person to solve your problems for you instead of you solving them for yourself. Right, and you're training them to play victim. Yeah, exactly. By being the savior, you're training a victim to be a victim. Yes. And by being a victim, you're you're, you're training a savior to be a savior. Exactly. Um, so, and that's con- often how relationships work. Right, and oh, so, so what I was saying is, these these parties 
uh, and I've read it in a couple books. Both ends seek each other out. Yep. Because obviously they fit together. They feel like they need each other. Right, but they don't. Right. So like a healthy relationship would be I handle my problems, you handle my uh, your yeah. problems. Every now and then, if we need to, we come together. Yeah. We handle them together, but because of the want not to feel like you have to to save the relationship. Exactly. So he talks about what is it, uh, you know, if you're a victim, the hardest thing, what, it, what you said, uh, to do is to hold themselves accountable for their problems and yeah. a savior. And this is hard because this is something I'm trying to do is to stop taking responsibilities for other people's problems. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's not it's not your problem. It's not your responsibility to to, to really care about their problems. And you, you by or solve them. By being a savior, you, you're making, again, you feel important. Yeah, you're making you feel important. And in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence Others, the number, the first chapter, he talks about uh, people's feeling of wanting to feel important. I think that's a lot of people's perspective in life. They want to be important because yeah. I think they want to... F- feel recognized i think they or want the recognition they, they like to be i mean we're a tribal be we're a, a tribal species yeah we like to be a part of something of course so when we're not then we feel alone fomo that's nah, true you know, you, fo- you know what fomo means right the fear of missing out yeah of yeah. course yeah. yeah yeah and he talks about that a little later on in the chapter but so. um people with strong boundaries aren't scared of temper tantrums um, arguments, they tend to, um, they may make others upset in the process, but they know that it's out of their control. Not even that, uh, I took it to the next step of unconditional acceptance of, I accept you so much that I know that, so going back to that question, is if, if I refuse this, if I refused blank, how would this change the relationship? Okay. So, like, we disagree on something? Yes. Okay. If I disagree with you, how is that going to change this relationship? And that's what that's what a lot of people go through. That's, that's the question that they think before they answer the question. Well, no. Well, he's saying you should. You should ask this question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's is the, that what you were saying? Yeah, that's the the lead up essentially. Yeah. So before saying something, that's the question that you tend to ask yourself. Right. And if after you ask that question and you feel like there's gonna you're gonna ruin the relationship, chances are you're not in the relationship 100. percent Yeah. That means there's there's some kind of outside force that's saying you don't do it. Like but don't I, don't be with that person. But if I ask that question, right? So if I disagree with you, yeah. How is it going to change this relationship? I know that you accept me unconditionally, yes. and I accept you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That I don't fear your upset. Yeah, I don't feel like our relationship's going to be wounded. Exactly. I, sometimes things get heated. Sure, but Twizzlers. But okay, Twizzlers are awful. No, they're not. It's not. Okay. But um. But confrontation builds growth. Yeah, you you need confrontation one way or another. Yeah. You, there's no way you're going to find someone that just agrees with everything that you say, all your values, your problems, everything. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to hurt feelings. Now, I'm not saying deliberately go out and hurt your yeah, friends' feelings. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But, like, know that, like, if 
and, and base it off the value, like you said, more important values. Exactly. Like, don't disagree with somebody because they think the sky is orange. Yeah, like... I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. All right, but if I, you know, if I go and be like, uh, you know what, I'm going to go... I'm going to go find a new girlfriend while I'm with a girlfriend. Then then that's a big problem. Right? So, like, disagreeing with me would be a very important. Exactly. Because now I'm sacrificing my relationship. <laughs> yeah. Right? For somebody else. For, for somebody else. And, right, you're not going to, you're going to learn not to trust me anymore. Because, like, exactly. I'm showing you mistrust in my current relationship. Exactly. You're going to start thinking, well, what is, what, is he doing something else I, also? That also leads to manipulation within the relationship as well. Yeah, it does. And you just, that just can't. That can't exist in a in a living space like that. No, it's not it healthy. It just doesn't. It's not healthy. It's unhealthy. No. So, and that kind of brings the question of like, how do you build trust? It's just open forms of communication. Yeah, communication just builds trust, and trust is built over time. It's not an instant thing. Um, it's a lot harder to build trust than it is to 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 lose trust. Where's trust on your your value? System. Oh, it's very high. It's high? Yeah. I know loyalty is what, number one? Yeah. Loyalty and trust are probably number one. Loyalty and trust. It says loyalty, uh, trust is the most important ingredient into a relationship. It is. I think that's true. Because, like, you can't, if you build your relationship on a lie mm-hmm. or multiple lies, it's just going to end even worse. Yeah. Like, just. You're going to just feel guilty all the time. I mean, some people don't feel guilty. And. Some people don't. But those but those people tend to be the most broken, where they don't have any sense of who they are as a person. And then they need to f- to peel the, the layers of the self-worth onion, as he says. Uh, that is true. Well, we got to peel back the onion, bro. we got to get to the center. I mean, why? You don't need to. The onion? Yeah. Well, well he, he's thinking of the, he's talking about the yeah. onion as, as uh, oneself. Yeah, you're just and peeling, peeling back the layers and. and I mean, look. If yourself. I could, I would start peeling stuff off my stomach right now. You can, man. I can, and I have to. You can. So, I, I listen. The onion, the onion, the onion, onion. It's a great dude. There's been layers that you pull, and every time you pull down a layer, that onion might be potent. Yeah. You might and cry. You wanna know what's like an onion? What? Ogres. Ogres. Do you know any of those? I know a couple. You know a couple? Yeah. Oh. Please tell me you understood the reference. No. You've never seen Shrek before? I have. Okay, ogres are like onions. They have layers. Please. (laughs) Humor me and tell me that you remember this. From Shrek? Yes. It's like an expression? That's what Shrek says, yes. It's in the first movie. Dude. Come on. He's talking to Donkey and he's like Donkey. He's like, ogres are like onions. <laughs> we have layers. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't remember. Oh that. my god. Oh man, it made you look like a fool in the back of <laughs> But it's true though. Everybody it, else listening is is face palming right now. It is. You need to learn to kinda peel away the skin, peel away the layers. <laughs> To kind of find the root of who you are as a person. Yeah. And, there's you know. T- there's times where I'll, like, if I'm being a little bit sneaky. Yeah. I'm going to be authentic. I'm a little bit sneaky every now and then. Okay. Sneaky little sneaky. And when I'm being sneaky, I think that other people are being sneaky. So it builds mistrust. Can I ask what you're sneaky about? I can't give an example right now. Okay. I can't, if I could, I would. But, like, 
I also read it somewhere else. Somebody else said it was. Is it that? Oh 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 oh! Uh-huh. I, I in this book, the book I'm reading now, the the emotional advantage talks about. Um, oh no no no! I saw this. Sorry, I have like so many areas where I'm just like <laughs> like self help 100 percent all the way. Um, it was in a book that somebody read on TikTok, and it was like, I read this, so you didn't have to. Okay. Be like, if I knew the guy's name, I would, I'd plug him, but I don't, I don't remember it. But he goes, um, he goes, be, pretty much be candid. Okay. Like, be authentic, because if you're not, right, so if you're being sneaky, you're more likely to think that your significant other is being sneaky also, and it builds... Oh, okay. creates jealousy. Oh, okay. Right? And I'm not saying, like, yeah. cheating-wise, but, like, but like, it puts the thought into your mind. It puts the thought in your mind that if you're doing it, they're most likely doing it, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that's definitely a, a really important... Be, be, be open. But that also means that there's a value that you gotta confront. You gotta yes. feel about that layer. So, but no conflict equals no trust. Yeah. Conflict equals trust. It does. If I'm willing to have conflicting conversation with you, chances are you're going to trust me a lot more. Yeah. But I if mean, I'm like the yes man, like you talked about. It doesn't do anything. Nobody likes him. Yeah. And like when you destroy the trust, you have to, one, admit that you did it. Yep. And then you have to improve your behavior over time to regain that trust. But the more times you break the trust, the less, like the, the less, um, more chances. The, the harder it is to fix. Yeah. yeah so you, you fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me no. twice. Shame on you. I don't know if it's the other way. No. No. Fool me once. Shame, shame on, on you. Me. Shame on no. You. Shame on you. No. Shame on me. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Fool me twice. Shame on you. No. The first sh- time it's just shame on me. Oh, maybe it's yeah. It's yeah. the other way. The second right. time it's shame sh- on me. Sh- shame on me because I. Yeah, because I'm falling for it again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I, I think that's what it is. But when somebody... Yes, like you said, if somebody like is not trustworthy or they lied about something, right? admitting it is number one. You have to. You have to. You can't yeah. play like you didn't. Yeah. Because you and I both know that, okay, what are we doing here? If I'm like... You know, it's like somebody knows you're... Yeah. You're, you know, you're fibbing. And then just build a solid foundation of trust. You're going to have to go above and beyond. You have to. Right? That And show them. And don't. And if you have the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to build trust back so I can break it again, get out. There's no point then. That you, like, why are you doing that? That's why, you're wasting your time manipulation. and mine. That's so, mani- that's, that's it is. Manipulation. It's manipulation. That's exactly what it is. So, But it's going to be challenging. You're going to have hiccups. Of course. So that person really has to be willing to go through the trust. If you're not... Just step away. Knock the relationship. It's going to be hard to. Yeah. But if you're not going to be able to trust that person at some point. Then, then what's the point? Both parties have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Both parties have to be there together. Yep. And that's a hard place to be. It is. For but everybody. Then he, he goes on to talk about commitment. Just to kind of round out the, the end of the chapter. Um, pretty much commitment. It leads to experiences. This is where I was falling asleep and writing at the same time. Um... It, it gives you the freedom to make decisions. Um, it also removes fear of missing out and everything like that. Um, commitment also equals depth, as in experiences, um, I guess opinions, uh, 
values, different different things like that. One thing I, I really I like that that he talked about for for commitment because he talks about freedom. And I don't I forget the, like the full the full name of the, the section. Did you write it down? No. Okay. It has to do with uh, from freedom or something. But he says, um, more is not better. I am finding that out. Yeah. Dude, I have a lot of stuff. I mean... I feel better as I'm getting rid of it. Because I feel overwhelmed with how much I have. And having to take care of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, and he goes in and he calls it paradox of choice. Ooh. So... Um, more options is more stressful. It if is. I, if I gave you two options. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot easier. It's like Netflix. Yeah. You pop on Netflix. Uh-huh. And you're trying to pick a movie. Well, look, I don't have that problem. I go to Netflix, I pick a movie right away, and I go. Oh, do you? I, I'm not one of those. You're extra- rare. You're like 1%. No, because I, I can't deal with that shit. Just it's 1%. Just put a goddamn movie on, and that's it. Be done with it. But the paradox of choice is you're more likely to just sit on the screen and scroll around. And most people would do that. Like, oh, That's fine. Which could be more stressful because you're like, I don't know what I'm going to watch. Yeah, because then you're going to regret if you didn't pick something else. But if I gave you two movies, Scooby-Doo or Shrek. I'm picking Shrek. You're picking Shrek? I'm picking Shrek. You're picking Shrek. Over a Scooby-Doo movie? Scooby-Doo? Are Bro. you talking about the, the TV show or are you talking about the movie? Oh, we're talking about movies. You're not going to sit there and tell me a Scooby-Doo movie is better than a Shrek movie. No, we'll talk about it later. No, we weren't. No, I want to talk about it right now. Oh, no, it's fine. Don't care. So, <laughs> and commi- Commitment Talks is, uh, talk- I don't know what that was, man. <laughs> Yo. Uh, commitment offers, um. Here we go. This is where the, the handwriting just becomes oh, not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not readable. It. Yeah. Um, commit. Oh. <laughs> Com- commitment <laughs> offers more wealth, more wealth, yeah, because and it's like the long term game. Because it it gives you more experiences to do things. It helps you grow. Like I'm just gonna use it as a podcast, as an example. You are infinitely times better than your first podcast ever. If you did a thousand episodes of a podcast, yeah, you're infinitely times better now than you were back then. Of course, you know how to. You learn uh, different tones. Um, Add video, you add different things, different elements to it to help grow. That's what commitment is. You're helping yourself grow for the future. And through your future, there's more experiences, there's more connections, there's more communications. Yeah, there's and another that. another thing is, and I mean, like we're not talking about psychologies here either because I think psychology has a lot to do with our values and what we believe in. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and so in the psychology realm... Uh, that same one that one, that one influencer that I follow does the um, talks about a divergent brain. Okay. And people that are creative have divergent brains, and what that looks like on if you're looking at a uh, a chart, um, like just like a plain chart, uh, not like a graph, or like, it would be a graph, but there's like different points for what your interests are. So if you put your okay. interests at the bottom. And then a scale of one to ten on how you're in, how how much you're interested in that um, that thing. A creative mind will flop flop back and forth, so okay. they'll be divergent. They'll be scattered across okay. the interests, and they'll flop back and forth. Okay. But having a divergent mind uh, and being creative makes it really hard to create an identity. So when you're com- okay. So 
by committing to something, you're actually helping yourself create your an, an identity. It, but it also stops you from being very creative. It's kind of like the thought of being great in one thing or good in a bunch of different things. Right. It's like being so a jack you, of all trades. Yeah. Would you rather be good at a lot of things or great at one thing? I think I think we've talked about this on the show before. We we might have. I I definitely have more of a divergent mind. Yeah. See, I'm not like that. I want to be great at one thing. Yeah. I definitely. I Just definitely skip back and forth between my, my interests. Yeah. And finding one is really difficult. I mean, right now I'm definitely, I am honed in on a really big one. I don't like, I don't want to set set my goals out out loud. You don't need to. Uh, that, be- that's for you. Because you I have found that if I don't speak about my goals and aspirations, I'm more likely to f- finish them and complete them. Because also when you're putting that out to the world, you're, you're also telling other people. And if you don't accomplish that goal, that may seem like, oh, Nick thinks I'm a failure or something at this, or I wasn't able to complete it because of X, Y, and Z. That could be one aspect. I never thought about it like that. I thought it was because in psychology, when we talk about doing something, your brain completes it as if we did. But having that stress to succeed and fulfill that goal could be overwhelming, and then I, I bail out on it, creating myself to be a failure, which I do. You shouldn't do that. I do I made it. I made myself man. a couple goals over the past couple days. I'm proud of you. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna. I'm proud of you. You know. And when you finish them, you'll tell me. We'll we'll celebrate because it's important to celebrate your goals. Yes, absolutely. Right. But so, and we'll celebrate and we'll move on. Yeah. To next. That's how you grow as a person. Skydiving is one of them. I know. We had a nice bonfire the other night. I know. So that, that one. That one. That was a good time. That one I could talk about, and I'm gonna. Get you were kind of trapped my ass, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know what I did. You just chat my ass that night. Oh, all right. About the fire. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, know. I was simply trying to help, and you were yelling at me. And in the end, well, you were wrong. You were doing it wrong. No, it wasn't. I got the don't I got the fire started. Well, I don't know why you touched my fire. First of all, you came out with a lighter that was no longer than my middle finger. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? Yo, it's my candle lighter. I don't care what it was. I don't need one of those long ass. Lighters. It's the same thing. But it's smaller. You don't need a smaller one. I saw, Bigger I thought, is better, kid. You should know that. That's not true. <laughs> Bigger is not better. He talks about it here. He says. He says. <laughs> less is more. Well, he doesn't say it like that, but <laughs> essentially, less is more. I mean, there's a couple instances where bigger is probably better. Name one. Do you really need me to say it? Name one. A burger. A burger? Yeah. I like sliders. I so multiple, do I. Multiple sliders. I understand less, I understand less that. Is more. I understand that. I get, I get a smaller burger with more meat. I get like four sliders. Doesn't equal it, right? Get a quarter pound of meat. You're not I gonna get, sit there and tell I me that get, you would order sliders over a regular burger. I can get Corey, don't 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 I can start get this. More more out of You're not getting more sliders. though. Sliders. No you're not I can a burger. No, no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You want that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You get a three-quarter pound burger, right? Three. We got a quarter. What is it? A quarter pounder? Third, third, three quarter. <laughs> From what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like a quarter pounder beef? You get yeah. Okay. Is it a quarter pound or three quarters? It's a quarter pound. It's a quarter. I feel like that's not a lot. Quarter pound burger. 
I feel like three quarters would be. You ever, you ever hear the quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's? Yeah, it seems like it's butt. I don't like. I don't personally. I don't really like it too much. I don't. Either. I'm a Big Mac kind of guy. All I'm saying, if I get three sliders, I bet I'm, you that doesn't fill you up like a regular burger does. Absolutely will. No, it will not. Don't you fucking sit there and play the fucking devil's advocate on this podcast. I will. You're going to take three sliders over a normal-sized burger? I, first off, you get four sliders. Four sliders. You get four. They're, again, you're not walking away from four sliders saying, oh, I'm full. This filled me up. I will. No, you fucking... Whatever. End the, end the podcast, because I can't deal with you right now. Am I chaffing? No, I'm just, I'm just acting for the show, to be honest. All right, fair. Fair. <laughs> Alright. But a burger is better than sliders. Come on. Right, okay. Stop. Alright, so... How about you come closer to the mic? I'll just yell real loudly. Well, don't do that. Then, <laughs> then it sounds like crap. Ladies no, we're not doing ASMR either. <laughs> we need to just end the show because we're um, going for a long time. Okay. Do you have any closing remarks or anything? That's a great question. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I, th- that works for me too. I don't really have any. Cl- I think this was a very valuable chapter, though. I think, I think this is where the meat of the sandwich was in this. Yes, book. this is the buffalo chicken, the I, roast beef, the ham. This is where it lies. I think the beginning is kind of like washy, and I think towards the end he gets to talk about what he really wants to talk about. Yeah. So I feel like this is the more, this is the most. This is life changing. This is the most important chapter up to this point, I think. And the next one is going to be good as well. You know what the next one is? Yes, I listened to it. What is it? Until and then you die. What? The next chapter is and then you die. Okay, then I don't want to read it then. No, you have to because it has really, really, really good life life altering. Oh, okay. Information. All right, I trust you. You should because that's the, I literally read this book, and if it wasn't for the last two chapters, I wouldn't I wouldn't have recommended it to anybody. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're gonna read this book, read the last two chapters, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, if they want to find you, wh- where can they look for you? I don't know, man. You kind of disappeared from everything for a little while. I don't want. I'm not interested, dude. I have no interest in social media. I do it for work, and that's it. You, know, you did have a good interview that I listened to the other day. Oh, thank you. It was good. Thanks. People, people should go listen to it. Uh, we're going to do another one. Okay. It's going to be better than the first one because okay. Okay. I thought that one was awful. To each his own. But it's one of those things where you do it once, thousand, thousand. Is it? Is it going to be an ongoing thing? I don't know. It might be. Um, Why don't you guys just start a show? Start a podcast? <laughs> what, what is that? I, I'm just... I'm just... I don't know. I don't know that I want to do that. Why? What's stopping you from doing that? I'm a very ambitious person. Okay. And I think I take on too much. Okay. Where I should be focused and committed to, I think, one thing. Okay. And be ambitious towards that. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. I, I, just, are, I just don't want it to become, and it, like, too much work. Okay. But what if I told you that all you would have to do is just press record? And then I could put it up here. 
I mean, that would be a little bit easier. <laughs> if you wanted to do that, we'll, we'll talk off air. I don't want to... Okay. So, you don't want to plug anything? Um, honestly, if you guys want, just on Facebook, find me, Core Physio. Okay. I'm the guy that, little short guy, blonde does, hair. Does martial arts. He's got eyebrows like Frankenstein. What? You've never... Yeah, look at... I'm so confused. Oh, I got like the little Franken hump. <laughs> I'm so... I don't know what this kid's talking about. Uh, anyway, anybody, you can find me on Facebook. Okay. Um, if you want to follow me, Twitter and Instagram at dbor2730. That's D-B-O-R-2730, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes. I said iTunes already. Um, All Instagram, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Brotherhood of Podcasting on everything, except for iHeartRadio. I don't know that we're on. Yeah, there. I don't know. I so I'm Have gonna say I'm gonna say no. Let's check. We'll no, check after. Yeah, we're gonna check. Yeah. I really gotta go to the bathroom. I do so. too. So that makes two of us. Yeah. So uh, um, anyway, but guys, thanks for listening. I we really appreciate it. I uh, I was definitely tired. Yeah, I, I could was, see it. I was tired. I could see it. But it turned out I'm. I'm I'm really impressed with this one. Yeah. So thank I'm you, Nick, for being it. here. No problem. Well, Thanks. thank you for coming over. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. I'm always here. But All I, right, guys. Have a good afternoon. Yeah. A good weekend. A good morning. Well, uh, weekend's over. Not. You don't know when they're listening to it. That is very true. All right, guys. Anyway, have a good one. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Bye.